Welcome to Business Whip Podcast. Join business consultant Kyle Lum and business and personal credit expert Gene Davis as they share their perspectives to build your business. Both share a passion of helping business owners and entrepreneurs become better. Here are your hosts, Kyle Lum and Gene Davis. Welcome to the episode on the last economic resource time that we're doing. So we've done four of them. We've done land, labor, capital, and now we're doing time, time management. Good morning, awesome. Kyle. <laughs> morning, Gene. If you know me pretty well, you know, this will be my go-to, my favorite, because between time and energy, the t and will say, <laughs> those are the two most important things to me uh, that I don't like to waste is my time and my energy. Yeah, well, it's, it's the most precious resource that we have because we're only allotted so much time. Everyone's allotted that time, 24 hours a day. You can't get any more of it. It's, that's it. Yeah, but although living in Vegas and today it's about 100, it's supposed to top out at about 116. It feels like your most valuable resource is air conditioning or even water because they say late meat is pretty low as like at all time low levels. So water seems like a pretty good resource. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely got to have water. But we're talking about business and time because everybody at some point Everyone juggles on time, how to be efficient, balancing business with personal and or family. How do I find time to do these things? I know some people I've heard that they forgot. They just quit on trying to balance time and just admitted that maybe being an entrepreneur and having your own business balance doesn't exist. I disagree with that. It exists. You just get to create the allotted segments of time that you want for each task at hand. Me personally, I like to put my personal stuff down on my time plan first, then my family stuff. So that's kind of personal family and my personal stuff. And then everything else fits into it. So that's when I do all my other business stuff. Yeah, you definitely want to plan stuff because if it's not written, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be visible. It's going to be hard to do, especially if I mean, if you're a one-man show or something like that, it's not going to be as bad. When you have employees and leadership and people, yeah, you definitely have to have time management, time planning, getting everyone on the same page and everyone doing different tasks. And in order to do that, to make it happen, you have to have some sort of a plan of action like, Okay, during this time frame, I'm going to be doing marketing. During this time frame, I'm going to be doing daily reports of checking on the financial stability of the company or whatever it is that you're doing. You have to have allocated times to be successful. Those that don't, let's just fly by your shorts and and hope all goes well. (laughs) (laughs) And hope is not a good way to uh, manage. You definitely want to take control of it. And, And like Kyle said, he's really good at time planning, time management, allocating certain spaces for allocated times that you want to have accomplished. One thing that we definitely want to remember is to also have, what, what do you call them, Kyle, where there's blocks of time that's just kind of set aside a buffer yeah, so that buffer if you, you go over on something or you, some urgency comes up or whatever it is, you don't know everything is going to happen in your day. So you do want to not schedule yourself so tight that you don't have any buffer at all. You, you definitely want to have a little bit of buffer. What's your recommended buffer for you, Kyle? Do you like like two segments throughout the day, a half hour here, half hour there, or, or what do you like to do for your buffer times? 
Yeah, I like to do two. For me personally, my buffer time is my check email time. I, I don't like to check emails too much because it's very reactive. I'll typically book two buffer times, 30 minutes, late in the morning, about 11, sometimes 12 o'clock, and late afternoon, about 3 or 4 o'clock. Those are my two 30-minute buffer times where I mostly check emails or get back to any messages or texts that I miss. And then if I have nothing or if I get it done early, that's just where I go take a break. I go outside or and uh, eat a snack or something. For sure. I look forward to my buffer times. Sometimes I'm an hour away from it. I'm like, oh, I'm tired <laughs> or oh, I just want to break. But I push through that hour and yes, I met my buffer time and then I'll go grab a snack. Well, that reminds me of uh, time planning or time management takes the emotion out of everything too. Once you've had a plan, you don't have to think, oh man, what do I got to do? How do I get to do this? And all this come up or which one do I want to prioritize first? You've already done all that. So if somebody calls you up and says, hey, you want to go play around a golf or let's go work out or, you know, whatever it is, you can go, hey, sounds like a lot of fun. I don't have that allocated time today. So no, that won't happen. You know, versus an emotion. Oh man, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll rearrange everything and, and make it happen. So make sure that whatever's important to you, you stick to it. So I found the article. I, I have the article that the woman, so she owns a business and she kind of had a little rant about time and it was specifically balance in her life. I read a little bit about in the article. She says, I've always been a worker bee. My default mode and comfort zone is working. Having children, uh, I struggle to find balance and more time with them. I find myself thinking maybe I should be at home more. And then the next day I'm back in my business, in my comfort zone, planning, organizing, strategizing, implementing. So in her search to find balance, she realized that balance doesn't exist. You can never be completely balance. So striving to find balance is impossible. But what she learned is to create boundaries and make most of the present moment. And that's the most valuable asset. And what she found is that with those boundaries, she said specifically, though time blocking has been the most helpful for her in working that balance and time. And when she's at home, she just tries to be 100% focused on the family and concentrating on her business goals when she's at work. So I yeah, think you got to you got to separate them for sure, you, especially with entrepreneurs and business owners like they take their work home with them all the time and you get to learn how to separate that once you're at home, you're at home. You do home stuff. When you're at work, you do work stuff and you get to figure that out. That's super super important. You know, it's priority. just like taking off a hat and putting on another hat. Yeah. I, I think it's what you make a priority. If you're with your family and you make them priority, you're going to spend time with them. If you're somewhere else, but work is a priority and that's where your mind is, that's where you're going to be. Your focus goes and your energy will go where your focus is. And I, I think knowing that you have to be aware of your time and where you are, where's your mind at and focus on that thing. And I think like what she said is her conversation is her work, her business. That's what she enjoys. I, I've never wanted to tell anybody how to live. And I'm sure we all know of her people that their job or their business is their life. They literally love it more than anything else. Their families, maybe even themselves. And I'm not one to say that that's right or wrong. I'll never say anybody, tell anybody that's right or wrong. It's just whatever is a priority to you. 
Yeah. And since we're talking about business stuff, you want to definitely have your business as a priority when you're at work to make sure that you're accomplishing the task at hand. And so let's say that you've got to process payments or then you got to market and then you got to check on the daily financials and then you got to return emails and then you got, you know, you could go on and on and on and on. Well, what's the most important? That's what you get to schedule first. Then once those important tasks are done and you've accomplished them, you've got some free time, then you can do the other stuff. You're setting your own and I'm like you, Kyle, I, I'm not one to tell you what, what you should or shouldn't do. However, once you commit to something and you've prioritized it as that's a, an A priority or a B priority or a C priority, the A's are first, B's and C's are you know last and so on and so forth. Then you're going to want to, if I was coaching you, I'd hold you accountable for the priority that you set on yourself. And that's what we would go after. That's what we'd tackle. That's what we would accomplish. And you, you definitely want to have your time allocated for certain things. Business credit is one. Everyone should be allocating time for their business credit. It does take time to do. It's not something that just happens overnight. If somebody was to start on it from the zero get-go, just barely starting on business credit, it's going to take you at least six months. If you're already established and you have some trade lines and you have some things set up, maybe it'll only take you a couple months to get past where you need to be. Everyone's at different stages and depends on what they're going for. The average, I would say, would be six months to a year is a good time frame to allocate knowing that, hey, it's going to take me six months before I can get funds. But guess what? Those funds are not going to be attached to my social security number if I do it correctly. When I do it correctly, it's going to be under my business EIN number. And I'm going to be able to separate that. Just like we were just talking about family. You want to separate your family from your business. You want to separate your business from your personal financial side so that you're super strong in both areas. So that if something does arise, one does falter a little, you're, you got the other one to rely on. You're not going to get hit twice. That's just some of the things that you definitely want to allocate certain times from. I mean, like I, I was saying, I first put in the personal stuff and then I put in all my business stuff. I think marketing is a super, super crucial one as well. Because without sales, you have no company. You, you get to have sales. So you have a company. But know? a lot of times the marketing, I, I think a lot of people struggle with, they feel like they need funding for that. Right? So if you're looking for funding and like Gene said, if you're starting out and you don't have business credit or you have very minimal you're looking at a six month time frame to where you can get some money. And if you don't know where to start, because Gene and I have done some research and there's not a lot of good resources out there, and they all basically say the same thing. And this is something you really want, in my opinion, should be and is personalized because it depends on totally the type of business that you're in. It's not like a credit card for. For everyone, <laughs> yeah. you know, credit card for everyone is the same process, no matter what. So, Jeet, how can they contact you to get that process started? They can give me a call at 888-599-1830, or you can email me at gene at heartbeatforprosperity.com. So give Gene a call and or send him an email. You need to get that process started and the way things are right now, and it's six months for some of you may seem like a long time depending <laughs> on the stage of your business. But like they say, when's the best time to plant the tree? 20 years ago. When's the second best time to plant a tree? Now. Now, you know. Yeah. So if you're not sure if you need business credit or how to use it, and you have, I'm sure you're like me, I had a lot of questions, then you need to reach out to Gene and get that process started. And so the time and managing the time, 
One of the things that I started was taking time off. That's important. That's super important. You get burned out fast if you don't. Yeah. So I work with this financial company and they're strategically in sales and they help us do marketing and things. And one of their mission is every advisor that they work with, they do take a hundred <laughs> days off a year and still double their revenue. Mm. That's good. So for me, I actually looked at my calendar to take a hundred days off a year. That's a lot. And in the sense that I don't even know what I would do with a hundred days because I'm not a big traveler. I have people that travel every other month to different countries and they, they want to take two weeks off every other month or as much as possible. And I don't have that desire. But when I had a medical and my doctor told yeah. I, I had to take three months off, I didn't panic because I knew that my business and the way the systems and the processes that I have in place, my business would still run efficiently and I would still make money even if I took basically a hundred days off three months straight. And so I didn't panic. I didn't take it all off. I did work some half days, but pretty much those three months, I worked very little and I learned that I enjoyed working. Oh my gosh, when is this three months over? I just want to work. I just want to make phone calls and I just want to talk to people. I just want to get to work. I don't care what it is. I didn't care about making money. I just missed working. Yeah, the interaction of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what a priority of yours is. And that's something that's fun that you like to do. So definitely schedule that in your time plan. To so all the people that I coach for the business coaching, that's something I've been implementing now is challenging them to plan out a hundred days off a year. That doesn't mean you have to take it. But, but be in that situation where you can. Right. And they're like, wow, I don't even want to take, I get it. I don't want to take a hundred days. And I'm not saying that's what you do. How would you plan out your year? I, I got it. I got it. I, I got to figure it out. You guys can all give me your extra days. I'll take them for you. <laughs> but it's not just, but the challenge is not just take a hundred days off a year, but take a hundred days off a year and double your revenue from the previous year. Yes, that's good. That's powerful. Well, and it does give you that rejuvenation. You, you do get the batteries rejuvenated. And I, I think of when you're going on a vacation or getting ready to go on a vacation, a couple of days before you get more done in those couple of days than you do the previous week and a half. So. A lot of times people don't want to take vacation because some people that are like this, that they don't want to take a vacation because they dread the amount of work that they're going to come back to. <laughs> Hey, yeah. they're like, I come back from a week vacation. I have 700 emails that I have to sort through. That is terrible. And yeah. that's why my business is not dependent on email for one. <laughs> Everybody knows if you have something important, call me. <laughs> yeah. And I will definitely call you back regardless of the time of day. And because that's my motto, my process, I think it's faster to have a conversation than to send a bunch of emails back and forth. I don't get it, but people want the paper trail. You're crazy. Well, I mean, you could do both Perfect. if they wanted the paper trail. If they want, you can call and then follow up with an email of what you talked about. Yeah, see, so. there you go. And it'll save you a lot of time. That's <laughs> right, because time is very precious. <laughs> getting retwied five times and having this whole trail just do what Gene said, pick up the phone and send it real. And yeah. And then another one of my pet peeves is actually being on time. I, oh it, yeah, it drives me nuts when, when you're, if you're running late for an appointment or something of that nature, 
least make an effort to call the person, let them know, hey, I'm running 15 minutes late or, or whatever it is. Just don't show up 20 minutes late and expect everything to be all hunky-dory. Or you go to a doctor's office. I, I hate that more than anything. You go there, you got a scheduled appointment at three o'clock and you're not seen until four. It's like, why do I even have an appointment? Being on time is super important to me. It's one of my pet peeves and it shows, it demonstrates leadership. It demonstrates that you have the capability of doing that, which you say you're going to do on that specific time allocated for that. It makes you look better when you're on time. Well, and being on time is respectful to the other person too. Right. It's also good for you because everybody's been late to something at some point. And what happens when you're late? You're rushing. And what happens when you rush? You're kind of agitated. Maybe you're a little grumpy. That's why there's a lot of road rage, maybe, because people are always late to stuff. They procrastinate. So I would say, I would even challenge you, try to be five minutes early. It's better to be a little bit early and take some time to get there. Or even when you get there to have a little bit of a break than to just try to time it perfectly. And if someone else is running late, then that's okay. You know, just take some time, relax a little bit, enjoy just enjoy yeah. things or just take a break <laughs> and just let them know don't rush and you'll be waiting because you don't want them to stress and rush and maybe rage through just because they're late meeting with you. So just let them know, even though maybe you have a busy day and just let them know as soon as they show up that I have to leave at this time. So just be upfront with them. Or if they're running too late, just say, hey, let's just reschedule because I have another meeting. And it's not going to work. And that's there again, communicate with the person. If you're running late, communicate that you're running late. There are unforeseen things that happen and we all know that. It's when you don't communicate that bothers me. I've done it before. You know, I'm, I'm sure like Kyle said, we've all done it. I really strive hard not to do that. Like I'm always on time. I had to learn that from my daughter, I think. Because <laughs> I used to always be like planning to be there like right on time. But guess what? Probably half the time I was a few minutes late and then maybe so I was never really consistent. So my daughter always wants to be early. Yeah, five always. minutes is, is a good thing. Five minutes early is, is good. You know, not too early because being too early isn't good either. That's you know, and not late. Issues. Late's definitely not good, but a, f a few minutes early is definitely good. And it is easier when you're driving, you're not speeding and driving crazy and you're not as stressed driving in and you can like if i'm with my daughter and someone else in the car i can actually have a conversation versus i'm worried about getting there and i'm just trying to rush to get there it makes the driving the experience the traveling experience better for you <laughs> and for if there's other people riding with you and that's that whole point of prioritizing your day but understanding that the process can be a little bit better just by being more in charge and prioritizing your day. What do you like to do, Kyle, as far as on your planning? How far out do you like to plan? Do you like to plan a week, a day, three months, four months? Give the best scenario that you like. So I plan out my schedule. I break down my business year into 12 weeks. There's a book. It's called The 12 Week Year by Brian Moran. And that book is my whole foundation of time management. On January 1st of each year, I break down the year into four 12-week cycles. Actually, 13 weeks because the 13 week is a buffer week to where you clean up because 13 times four is 52 weeks. Yep. So I, I block out these four 13 week, we'll call it years within the year. So I know exactly the blocks 
And then before each 12 weeks, so at the end of each 12 weeks, on the 13th week, I plan out the next 12 weeks. So I book in all my schedule, my personal time. If I have trips or vacations, whatever, I book, I block out all my personal time. And then I typically work two weeks in advance. So I schedule for this week, I'm scheduling out for next week or the following week. And usually because this week's already booked up, my schedules always work. Most 80% of the time, my schedules are always a week or two out. It's hard. Yeah, and, and everyone's going to be different on that. However, the 12 week or the 13 week thing is a really good way to do it. I've always done it either three months or four months, which is right in that same category there. I like that because it gives you enough room to go forward, but yet control it enough to where it's not. A full year out, your only segments. And I've learned from the coaching that I've been doing, some people 12 weeks is too far out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Everyone's different. Yeah, like I have someone and she's month to month. She literally does this process every month because the 12 weeks just was too long. She couldn't focus on it that long. For her, it's month to month. She sexually has 12 months and she plans it out and that's been much more efficient for her. So you have to find the time frame that works for you. And the reason for her was because she takes time off too, a, a lot more than I do. So that's why for her, the 12 weeks was too long since we got her to that, the four weeks instead of 12, much, much more efficient. Yeah. She's getting a lot of things done and accomplishing what she wants. So that's good. Absolutely. And, and it gives you that sense of, you just feel good when you know that, Hey, I don't have to think about what am I doing tomorrow morning? It's already kind of planned out. And there can be little, little things that you can adjust and move. The majority of your day is planned out for a week already. Yeah. What I was going to say is you want to make sure that you have your leadership people do the same thing. If you're the owner and you've got four managers or, you know, whatever you've got, you're going to want to get your calendars all synced up so that you all can help each other. And so your business flows really nice. Yeah. My staff, they know the schedule. They see it in my calendar because they all have access to my calendar. And that's part of the communication. That's important for everyone to understand the philosophy and that time management system is important for everyone to be efficient, but also on the same page and understanding where everybody's at. So if they're out, they can cover. And just like how I have daily buffer times, I look forward to that 13th week. Because that's the week I recharge. I don't work very much that week. That's the week I assess how the last 12 weeks went. Right. And I plan out how the next 12 weeks are. I, I go over my wins in the 12 weeks. And what do I hope to win in the next 12 weeks? What was I grateful for? What did I learn? What could I have done better? And that's my cleanup for sure. I leave a lot of junk on my desktop. That's the time to clean up, literally clean up my computer. And I even have staff that helps me with that. That's how, <laughs> how messy it gets. Hey, that's okay. But, when you're not good at a certain task, you hire somebody around you that's better at it, like organization of something. There's nothing wrong with that. You're better at certain things. They're better at certain things. And that's what you want to do is surround yourself with those people that can help you for sure. 
I like well, everything's it. compartmentalized. It's a mess. I have to use that week to clean everything up and she helps me organize it on. She gets it done a lot faster than I do. And it works for us. And that comes up every 12 weeks, our cleaning <laughs> and our strategize and what can we do better? Are we doing the best we can? That resonates to my clients. They trust what I do. They love the communication. They know that I'll always return the calls and get back to them as soon as as I can, or if they call, I'll pick up. And they, that gives them confidence to know that their money is, there's somebody that cares. And that's right. People and, and they also, there's also times where you need to schedule yourself down times. Maybe you're working on a big project and you need two hours of brain power on that specific project. You don't want to be interrupted. So you allot that time so that nobody, everyone in your company knows, do not bother me at this time because I need this time so I can strategize, get this project done and whatever it is. So make sure that you do allocate downtime. Time is all about delegation and automation. Yes, automation. And how much you can automate. I think people don't like that because they feel like it's giving things away. I look at it as adding more time. When I delegate things to my staff, they just added two hours to my day. So instead of having yeah. 24 hours, because how do people that have the exact same amount of time as I do accomplish so much? They delegate. How do they do it. They delegate. They delegate. Or they automate. And, and they automate. And But they have people that they know that they can trust and that are capable and that's how they add so much time to their day. Because when you have those kind of people on your team, you're adding, you're exponentially growing your time. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. Because so we're all allocated the same amount. However, having the right people in place definitely is a bonus. So you can delegate certain things. But on the flip side, I think that's human nature. If you feel like you're not that Sometimes, and I think that's why this lady, her time management is not good because maybe she's trying to go to the total opposite side of it, where she's so strict with her time that it's creating no flexibility. Yeah. And that's what I mean. You got to have those buffers. You got to have, for me, what works is one hour blocks each day. So I give myself two hours of moving stuff because I have a lot of stuff that just unexpectedly pops up a lot. So I get to deal with those emergencies. And then when I allocate time for certain things, I don't have to go into that time slot to pull out some of the time that I had allocated to it. I've got buffers in there. It works well, out can be different good times. They, yeah. The first one can be 30 minutes. The second one can be an hour. Exactly. So whatever yeah. works for you and your business, that's where you get to kind of tweak it and make it work for you. However, there's fundamental things of doing certain tasks that you always want to have done. And if you can do them at the same time every day, let's say that you show up at work in the morning and you have everything there on your desk ready to read the financials of what happened yesterday so that you'd exactly know where you're at. I like to have that available every morning, first thing when I come into the office in the morning so I can look at everything, see everything, and know, okay, that's that task is done. We're on track. We're good. Boom. If not, then I address whatever we need to address and then make the corrections and then we're done. That is done every single day at the same time. Boom, 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 boom. So there's certain things that you'll want to put in there. You know, I, I don't know what it is for everyone's business, but everyone has certain things that they're going to have pop up and every business is different. We're kind of generalizing because it's a general podcast for business. There's so many different businesses out there. If it's a service business, if it's a production business, if it's, you know, whatever type of business you have, 
you know your business and Kyle and I can definitely help you coach you into the right ways of doing it. We just need to know a little bit of information to dial in specifically for you. And once we do that, then you're going to want to stick to that, but have some flexibility in there so you're not too rigid. I've done that before. I've been, I've had my schedule. So it's so tight. What it did to me is it frustrated me so much. I was on edge all the time because I'm like, like, I got to do this. Okay. Now I'm done with that. Now I got to do this. I got to do this. And they didn't allow time to have for myself or a buffer or anything. And uh, that doesn't work. So it's supposed to the opposite doesn't. Yeah. The the time management. Yeah. If you're so strict that it's making you feel that way, then you're not doing it right. Right. But if you're too flexible, you're not. That's not working either. Done. Right. Yeah. So, so what I've learned is when you put it on the calendar, you stick to it Yep. and then you just let it flow. People always tell me, you don't have any worries. They always tell me you never seem stressed. You're always happy. And my life's pretty simple. It is what it is. Well, but- it's because you've allocated the time for it too. You've already planned it out. Like I said earlier, you know what you're doing tomorrow. You know what you're doing the next day. If something does happen, okay, now I can look at my calendar 12 weeks and go, okay, I can adjust here, 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 and here. And I'm back on track again. Yeah. Something comes up and then like, we'll talk about it on this day and time. And I don't think about it and worry about yeah, it. Yeah. The, the RAM that you don't tie up all that RAM in your head, you know, you, you freed I've, it up. Yeah. I like, I scheduled a time. We'll take care of it then. Or if I get done with some things early and I know it's a quick thing, I'll get it done and move on, but I don't worry about a lot of things. I guess I feel like I've gone through so many big things in my life that there's just nothing that could possibly happen that is worth stressing over and I'll just schedule a time and get it done and that's it. I'll either get rid of it or I'll get it done and that's it. No time and no energy wasted and that's why teeny is my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To wrap up our time on this valuable resource of time, uh, some highlights is prioritize your day and your time and what's important. If it's family time, work time, time off to recharge. Yeah. It's all important. Prioritize. I love it. Gene said, be on time. Ideally, I'd say five minutes early. Try to do that. That's good. You owe it to yourself to be a little bit less frantic less hectic and communicate with the people and be accountable to yourself. If you put it on your calendar, stick to it. If you're stressed out about it, give me or Gene a call or talk to someone. You can call me at my office at 702-463-0063. Gene, what's your contact information that they can reach you? You can reach me at 888-599-1830. Or you can email me at gene at heartbeatforprosperity.com. Nice. And try to figure out how to take 100 days off a year and how at the same time double your revenue. Whether or not you want to take that days off, it'd be cool to plan it out and just see how you could get it done. Can you imagine how much more efficient your time would be if you could get that done? And using that time to focus on your wealth, your health, and you'll be more inspired. And you'll live with more purpose, better purpose, more clarity, less stress, more flexibility. And you keep. Yeah, you get to have a lot of fun. You get to have a lot of fun that way. Yeah, you have a lot of fun and you live a life of happiness. That's what we all want. So whip it into shape. (laughs) Thanks for listening.